We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 263. I'm Randall. I'm Corey. And this is the moderate risk episode. Uh, we're going to talk more about that soon. Uh, yeah, the Storm Prediction Center has placed much of the, well, it had placed much of the area in an enhanced risk. And last night, no, no, at 1230 this afternoon, uh, for the day two update, uh, they went to moderate. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Well, Branson, the city of Branson actually went from a slight right to a moderate because the enhance was to our east. Yeah, yeah, just barely to our east, yeah. which is weird. So we jumped we jumped a category there for us, anyway, just yeah. barely. Well, okay, so what's your thoughts on that? On the moderate? Yeah. Uh, well, they're definitely looking at something. Yeah. And they have a lot more things to look at at the Storm Prediction Center than we do. That's true. I mean, we have our models that we look at, but they've got like thousands of them over there. Upon thousands. So their thinking is, what if the cap breaks? That's their thinking, and they have to think like that. That's their job. Exactly. This could happen. There is a, it's a risk. Right. That's what people need to understand. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Correct. Yeah. And I hate to even uh, call it – sometimes we say, oh, we were in a moderate risk, nothing happens, it was a bust. Well, it was a risk. A risk I wouldn't consider a bust. Now, if a big watch was issued or something like that and nothing happened, maybe that's a bust. But a risk, yeah, I don't consider that a bust no matter which way it goes. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, look at today. I mean, what, what was our top temperature? It was uh, – I, I checked 89.6 – it felt like summer out there. It was almost 90. So we had a good old time outside today. Oh, really? What'd you do? Oh, well, we went shot. We went all over the place. We went to Home Depot. I bought tomatoes and oh yeah, stuff like that. And we just had a good old time, you know, running around outside. So no kayaks? Not today. No. Ah. No. Well, I, 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 I have a project I have to do before we do the kayaks. So, ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like our buddy Carl. He always has to. He's he's working on. He's got to work on the bathroom. He can't do anything else. He's re remodeling the bathroom. So I get that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be warm again tomorrow. Eight, I think eighty six. Yeah, I, I mean we just did a live cast uh, for people who are <clears throat> who are, are joining the podcast. So we're going to talk about a lot of the same thing, but probably a little bit more in depth. Now, when we talk about a cap, uh, you're going to start hearing that. That's more of a spring summer thing. A cap is a Warm, 
layer of the atmosphere. It, uh, it, the, the, the depth of the cap varies. If you've got a strong cap, it's really deep, which means it, it's, it's taller. You know, it could be 3,000 to 5,000 feet. It could be that. Um, what the cap does is prohibits thunderstorm development because in order to make a thunderstorm, you've got to have rising air. Well, the sun beats down on the earth, causes all this, you know, the heat, the radiation causes the heat, the heat rises. If you get moisture, the moisture goes up in the sky. It's cooler when you get upstairs, so it's going to condense and make a cloud, and you hit that machine of continued updrafting, blah, 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 blah. That's how thunderstorm. If you got a cap, that, that air can't rise, and nothing is going to happen. Correct. So that's what we're kind of referring to. Uh, earlier today, or even last night, they were talking about maybe some thunderstorm developing in the afternoon. Well, now they've kind of squashed that. Um, Sounds like a strong cap. Yeah, at least, at least. And, you know, and the cap can break. Sure. But it usually needs something. And they were talking about an impulse moving in kind of at the mid-levels. And if it did, that would kind of disturb that cap uh, because we're going to have energy. We've got moisture. We've got lots of shear. I mean, this mm-hmm. whole thing is going to be in, insane. Um, let, let, let's talk about last week before we really get into this moderate. Um, last week, high risk, first high risk we've had. Yeah. I mean, not for us, but no. uh, what was it? Like uh, Eastern Arkansas and yeah. the Quad Cities. Mm-hmm. Um, a high, it, it's rare you get a high risk. I'm, I was kind of surprised. Once or twice that. a year, maybe. Yeah, even if yeah, that. I mean, right. what is it? Uh, strong, violent, long-lived tornadoes, yep. several uh, wind gusts to 80. or I mean, it's again, it's a risk. <laughs> I looked at the radar that night. There were so many tornado warnings just up and down the map. Did you see it? It was just amazing. I saw, I saw part of was, it. Everything was tornado warned, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, because, and that's a classic example. No cap. Yeah. Uh, you got wind shear. You got strong updrafts that just taken off. That's what they're kind of thinking tomorrow if that cap breaks. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But something I thought was interesting when I was reading this, uh, it was a discussion before they actually upgraded, you know, for the main thing. They said tornado driven high risk. That was their. Well. Yeah, which. That was probably what it would mean to me, but they actually put that in the verbiage. Usually when you get a high risk like that, it is tornado-driven, but lately we've had so many derechos go through. Maybe people think about the derecho and the millions of dollars of damage they do. Oh. Maybe they're saying, eh, this isn't going to be a, a derecho. Uh, it's going to be tornadoes this time. Of course, we're in that time. It's, it's April. Welcome to April. Where, where, did April, where did April come from? It just kind of showed up. Exactly. We were just talking about snow what, a couple yeah. of months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That That's, uh, I don't know. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about now, again, it all goes back to what you just said before. It's a risk area. For some reason, on the 31st, we got put under a PDS tornado watch. Yeah, right on the edge. Right on the edge. I mean, I think they were just covering their patootie or something because they didn't know exactly where they were going to fire. Right. Now, a PDS stands for? It's an easy one. Partic- particularly dangerous situation, if I can talk. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, particularly dangerous situation where they're they're discussing, again, those large, long track, violent tornadoes, hail, 
uh, two inches at least. I mean, just terrible. We didn't get anything. No. Matter of fact, the sun was shining for most of the afternoon. We got one lightning strike near Cassville. Yeah, sun did kinda, bubble up they there. They were kind of bubbling up and then just kind of, you know, washing out a little bit. And then That's right. Nothing really happened here. Well, I was, was kind of watching radar. Uh, yeah, I, because I, I did kind of note that at first, and then I kind of circled it. We're watching that, and the weather mm-hmm. service was saying, we're watching it. And they just couldn't hang on. Right. They just kind of collapsed and went on. So Branson, we got spared, which, you know, no complaints or whatever. But uh, I just think a PDS for us was maybe, I don't know. It's all it risk. Was a, it was a big one for a PDS. It was huge. Well, th- there was like several of them. There's one they did. the oh, yeah, yeah. fired the Iowa one in northern Missouri, and all of a sudden they fired the one. I mean, and, and down. Let, let's talk a little bit about North Little Rock. I mean, we were you watching it? I was kind of watching it. Um, yeah, I was. It was uh, interesting. They got hammered there in North Little Rock. They did for oh sure. My God, lots and lots and lots of damage. Uh, let's see. The, I've called it up there. It was an actual EF three, which okay. is a major tornado, uh, at two twenty two, and it lasted to two fifty seven. So that's uh, how many miles? Thirty five. You know, uh, the path length was thirty one point nine wow. miles. That's a long. Wow. Uh, maximum width was six hundred yards. That's Nothing to be to sneeze at. No. And estimated peak winds of 165 miles per hour, which is well, that's a high end F three, isn't it? I I think so. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, because you got four and fives over 200. Yeah, I was uh, my brain was going to a Cat five hurricane, which is 155. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> so so an F EF three tornado, high end winds are stronger than a Cat five. Oh my crazy uh unfortunately the unfortunate part uh injuries and deaths with 54 injuries and unfortunately one death in the whole thing so these tornadoes are nothing to sneeze at they're i mean you know we're gonna did you see that video going around it's viral now hmm. in north little rock right in the tornado path they were in this room in this i don't know what kind of a business it was but it was plate glass windows plate glass door they were just filming watching the tornado oh it's a tornado it's a tornado well then it hit and it broke every window in that room people you don't sit and record when a tornado is coming i know this is the tiktok you know era yeah i know you're gonna get a lot of views these people almost died they did get injured yeah, you don't mess around with stuff like this. You have I'll sh- to know. I'll what show you're doing. you that video in a couple of days. We're going to be doing a presentation at Branson Junior High. <gasps> That's right. And, and we're going to show that video to them, tell them not what not to do because you know teenagers so they're big TikTokers. They're wanting to record their lives, and well, you, there's a time you just have to stop doing that. I know, and if you know, I wouldn't put it past them if we do get. You know, tornado, they'll be out there. Hey, look what I'm saying. Like, no, you go take shelter. And that's what I'm really going to stress. So, yeah, I know. Um, Okay, so what we think, I'm I'm including we. I mean, you correct, you pipe in if if you disagree. But um, the 
the thing on March 31st, they had the Quad Cities kind of went down towards St. Louis, then kind of went down to the Boot Hill of Missouri, and then to Arkansas, in a lot of Arkansas. What I'm seeing now is everything tends, is shifted to the west a little bit. Uh, in other words, we're in a moderate risk. Uh, like, I'm thinking placement of everything seems to be a little bit more west than it was, which is not good for us. It seems to be. I, I, when it first came out, you know, with the enhanced the other day, a couple of days ago, off to our east again, I thought it was going to be kind of a repeat, you know, but then they kept shifting it over, shifting it over. Yeah. So a lot, we're going to learn a lot here in about a few hours. Yeah. I'm tempted to stay up. I, That's late. Now but that you know we're what? In, it's going to change again at eight o'clock. It, yeah. But. <sighs> Uh, and it's usually a bigger update at 8 than it is at 1 o'clock in the morning, you know? Yeah. To me, I mean, even if they were thinking about going high risk, they wouldn't do it at 1 a.m. They'd probably do it at 8 a.m., but I don't think they yeah. will. I, I don't think they will. Here. Unless something is changing and they can see that we don't see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. the, the only thing that that's would be, would be pro, I mean, pro-storm for later is if the cap doesn't break— and you build up all that energy during the daytime, then you're going to have all this, what we call the available energy as the storms come in. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head. Well, here's what's going on right now. I mean, all these National Weather Service offices in Springfield, Tulsa, Little Rock, uh, Paducah, they're sending out balloons. And oh, they're those, in special balloons now. Those balloons, well, any balloons. Oh, okay, they're normal. Okay. Those balloons, and I, I wouldn't doubt I haven't heard that, but I wouldn't doubt that they are they might, yeah. doing a special launch. But these balloons are feeding these models. They're measuring that cap. That's what they're going to be doing to see what needs to change. That's how, I mean, they can they can change the forecast like boom, like uh, issue a high risk. They, I've even seen them issue a, a uh, interim basis update on these convective outlooks before where it wasn't time yet, but they said, okay, we're going to do this, you know, yeah. if the need be. So. Exactly, you know, and and that's why I'm thinking. Okay, if if the cap holds, then we're not going to see anything tomorrow afternoon. We're just not. I mean, right. And then, like I said, I, I uh, when I did the live cat, when we did the live cast, is about six o'clock. That's when the cap's going to start breaking. We're going to get um, impulses of energy. Uh, the forecast says after seven o'clock, then stuff's going to really ramp up, and then. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 in, a, in a minute, we're, I want you to tell us on the, the model a minute. But until then, we've got a wind advisory for Tuesday, which is not surprising. Has this been a windier spring than you remember? Man, it was windy the other day at work. This seems a lot windier. Yeah. Well, this year. We've had some wind in the past, but it's been... Four or five years ago that we've had a really, really windy spring. I remember some wind, but but not yeah. not not as bad as it's been this year. Yeah, I've seen more wind advisories and that high wind warning. Yeah. It's rare to get a high wind warning here. Joplin, what do you say, a 71-mile-per-hour gust. And, mm -hmm. I mean, that's going to do some damage. And we have, we've had some red flag warnings in the area. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the smoke. Yeah, I, I didn't put that on the, the thing. They're doing controlled right. burns, and that... Either not around here or whatever, that wind's blowing all that smoke. Yeah, it's pretty bad on people's uh, 
I don't know if it's allergies or just breathing that in. You know, it's just not good. Oh yeah, I mean, good air. I'm I'm going nuts with mine. And people, I think of people with asthma. You know, True. That's yeah, sure. That's dangerous. Asthma can, if it's not controlled, you can get in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. And all you need is a big smoke plume to. Yeah. Oh, and like I said the other day, Gary was uh, went to Springfield, and he said from Springfield to Saddlebrook, the smoke was so dense. He said it, you could just see cars cars driving into it, and once you get there, and then was it later in the day or earlier? It was in, like after like four or five o'clock. See, that's when that starts sinking. Oh, that's yeah. I don't know. Get that subsidence going. Yeah, wait, right. wait, 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 wait. Subsidence. I love that. <laughs> anyway, so that's tomorrow. Wind gust maybe to 50, 60 or whatever. Not for us. It's going to be a little breezy. I'm going to go out. If the storms ain't going to happen until tomorrow night, I'm going to go play some disc golf tomorrow, so I don't care. I'm going to finish my project. <laughs> there you go. That'll work. Uh, so like I said, today the high, 89.6. Uh, the normal high and low for today, 65 and 42. Next Monday, the 10th, the normal high is 67 and 44. And like I always say, this is for Springfield. So add a degree for that. Okay. I want to see what you're seeing on these uh, models. So let's get to your segment. Model Minute. Model Minute. What do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah, so I'm going to toss it to you, and I went I went through some things online, but you you've got pivotal, you got some more stuff. So, what's going uh, on? It's basically the same thing. I'm, you know, I'm not seeing what I would like to be seeing on these things, and that is clear cut for sure. This is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. All right. Well. You know, you have some piddly stuff forming, you know, throughout the day, which may not happen. Nothing huge, but you got this little line coming up. But it looks like it could be rough around 7 o'clock tomorrow night. But where is it going to be? It has it coming out of Arkansas, Boone County, possibly into Taney County, on into Ozark County. You know, that's pretty detailed, I know. And I hate to get that detailed on a model this far ahead because you can't do that. But... But that's where it's at. It's kind of on top of Branson and to the east, kind of like the ones the other day. Okay. You know. And then, well, it goes through pretty quick. Not a big not a big rainmaker by any means. It looks like it could be a, a rough night for the uh, southeastern portion of Missouri. You know, Cape hmm. Girardeau and that, and that area heading into Illinois. But then you have that cold front coming through. But it's going to be late, 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 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Gosh. So I see two rounds. Okay. Now there's some little small stuff that's not even worth mentioning. Then that first round at 6 to 8 p.m. Coming out of Arkansas. Is this the GFS you're looking at? No, this is the uh, HER model. Oh, HER. Okay. And, uh, you know, 7 o'clock, it could be in the area. Might not be right over us. It's something to watch. Okay. And then that little line coming through, which may or may not be severe later on, but it's hard to tell. 
It really is. And, and the AFD, which is the area forecast discussion, they did mention possibility of three rounds, but they had the lowest confidence on the first one. And that's probably the afternoon poppage. Which... Well, here's what it depends on. How strong is that cap? How strong is that disturbance that might break the cap? Is it a low-level jet? What is going on there? Yeah. Yeah. I... Is it really... If it moves through, that could get interesting if something breaks that cap. Oh, I agree. So, I mean, of course, looking at timing, (laughs) looks like that cap's not going to break on on the her model till eight o'clock at night. We don't have any daytime heating by then. I mean, I I mean, it's still, it's still. I mean, if it takes after tonight, we're still, you know, seventy four at the airport right now. Yeah, that's right. What are the dew points going to be? You know, what are we looking at? I mean, this could be interesting. I'd like to go see what it feels like outside in the afternoon. You know how I can just tell if something's going to happen. If I yeah, just walk. got that the, feeling. The, yeah. the air is heavy. Uh huh. You can just tell. Uh, I did see a thing from uh, I forget which office it was for the national. It was probably Kansas City or maybe it was Oklahoma City or Tulsa. They said uh, the pre- there's going to be a major pressure change tomorrow. So migraine sufferers, you may be feeling it. Really? Also, people in their joints, you know, you may be feeling it as this moves through. Mom, you hear that? So, <laughs> get ready, migraine sufferers. You better, you better uh, wake up and uh, hit that Excedrin or whatever you take. Yeah, for whatever that. you take. Well, mom, mom takes a, a Tylenol. So, yeah. so mom, take two. Just, just be prepared. <laughs> that that is a possibility, and I know a lot of people that does affect. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's been proven. I mean, it. And I should re- repeat, remind everybody, it's not. If the pressure is high or the pressure is low, it's the change of the pressure. And and if they did, they mention afternoon or evening, or do you remember? They didn't. Okay, they said tomorrow. Yeah, if that pressure changes rapidly, oh yeah, people are going to be hurting. Me, I mean, I'm almost sixty. I didn't say that, (laughs) so I'm getting up there with my bones. But oh my gosh, that was a her model. You know, look a little more. Further out a little bit. Let me yeah, bring yeah. I, I want to cover lots of stuff uh, in this because uh, I'm going to go to the old uh, go to GFS since it goes furthest out. Uh, April 5th, April 6th, maybe in the boot hill, nothing much here, nothing through the 7th or 8th or 9th. Oh, we got a little bit of shower action Easter Sunday. Could be wet. Oh, really? Hmm. Because last week we were talking about the Easter Sunday forecast was 72 and sunny and brilliant. I recall that. <laughs> but, wow. This has you know, scattered stuff throughout the afternoon, maybe maybe a little more widespread by that night, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. I don't see anything severe just yet, but again, it's you know six days away. Okay, let me tell you what the forecast grid says. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says Sunday, mostly sunny, high of the 75, Sunday night, chance of showers. So maybe that's what what you're doing, yeah. So the daytime may be, I mean, it's a week out. (laughs) I mean, you can always change. Nothing uh, much to write home about. Maybe Maybe some stuff later on around tax day, which is Saturday, April 15th. Well... It wouldn't be on a Saturday, but April 15th. Yeah. But that's so far away. That's still almost two weeks away. But it looks like in 
interesting day if it holds together. Ooh. So the GFS, they they have been kind of, it has, it has been kind of pinpointing, you know, uh, something to watch. I've been kind of watching. So if the GFS on the 15th is saying something, Something. that's something to watch then. It definitely is. Especially this time of year, you know. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, it can can change in an instant. I just wish I had a better understanding of what's going to happen tomorrow. But by looking at the models, I'm not sure the models even know. Yeah. Not these models anyway. Yeah. Because I've, I've checked two or three and they all kind of say a little different. bit different. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is to be can expected a little bit. I mean, yeah. if they do, I don't they launch the balloons at six and six. I, it's twice a, twice a day. I know that. I'm not sure. I think it's morning and eat. I, I think because when they launch a special one, it's usually like noon or something. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, I wouldn't. We're in a moderate. I bet they do a special. Yeah, and they may back off on the moderate with they the may next back update, off so. on a moderate at one a.m. I'm tonight. I'm just not feeling high. I mean, if if it's high, some something better happen. You know, because it's a confidence level too. It's a risk level, but it's a confidence level. They're thinking if they go back down to enhanced. And that low-level jet or whatever that disturbance is comes through, breaks that cap, it could be bad, and exactly. then they undersold it. Yeah, exactly. And then, then lives are at stake. I would rather them be overcautious. Right. You know, like they're doing now. They're just going back to what a risk is made to be. It's what it's there for. It's a risk. It's a risk, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll know a lot more tomorrow, and a lot of people are going to be listening to this this podcast tomorrow. So uh, just know that the information we're giving you is from tonight, Monday night, and it very very well could change. Is that all in your model minute? Yes. Okay. Well, let's get to the next segments. Interesting. The Storm Dar Bird Watching Report. Yeah. Mom said she heard her a wren this morning. I guess they're out or whatever. Uh, did you set your hummingbird feeder up yet? I sure did. You did. I sure did today. Okay. Because I mean, I'm just I just have a feeling they're going to come early this year. I didn't see any today. Yeah. But I think they might be lurking. I just have a feeling. Well, I got mom's. Uh, she she her her feeders down. She's got two of them. So I got him down. I said, you might want to wait till after tomorrow <laughs> to put them up. Because if we would happen to get a 70, 80 mile an hour wind, it would yeah. blow everything down. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably Wednesday or Thursday, she'll set them up. Yeah. I, I didn't want to make them mad because they, they, they know where I'm at. They know where I, I, I feed them well. You know, so they, they, they remember coming up from Costa Rica. They know exactly which <laughs> ports to go to. That's true. They do. They, they're smart. So I don't want to let them down or anything. So I just, you know, I'm always a little early just in case they, you know, those scouts come earlier. Mm-hmm. But they hit Texas down in Waco a little early this year. So I'm thinking, well, but then we had a little cold snap. But, man, they're little meteorologists. If they knew what we were doing today, they would have been all over it, you know. Oh, my gosh, yes. Tomorrow, too. So we'll see. I'm curious. I, do you have any? F- uh, that's a stupid question. Yeah, Are your friends in Oklahoma? I mean. Tulsa area or whatever. I mean, they would probably see hummingbirds before we would. Not really. It's about the same. Okay. It's kind of on their way migrating. With those little wings, man. Because, you know, <laughs> most of my friends are in Miami, and Branson's actually more southern than Miami is. Oh, so we'd see that probably about first. The, 
We're about even with Grove and Grand Lake, which is just south of Miami. So it's about the same. It's not that big of a deal. It makes so, sense. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So if you if you see any hummers, let us know. Message us uh, on our DMS on our Facebook page, and just let us know. We'll we'll uh, mention it on the podcast. Uh, okay. So let's get to my favorite segment. <laughs> Pollens are still out. It's April. Maple, juniper, and elm are the predominant pollens. And basically, it's with, you know, without saying Monday through Friday, all in the high category, except Thursday is going to be like medium high. So, uh, but yeah, so if you're an allergy sufferer, you're probably, in addition to the pressure change in the migraines, now we're just going to keep throwing the pollen. <laughs> Might not be a good day to, a good week to be, be outside. Yeah. I I just stay inside in a in in. But they're probably used to it for April. I mean April May. Yeah. When does the big pollen hit? It's later April or early May. Uh, the, the cedar. Yes, I think cedar's the end of end of April. I think. Yeah. yeah. Once we get into May. Yeah. That's cedar's going to dirties be, up your cars. I'm going to hate yeah. cedar. Yeah. yeah. And more sneezing or whatever. So right. adjust adjust your uh, antihistamines accordingly. Yep. There. Okay, well, uh, in lieu of this uh, severe weather coming in, it's a great time to review exactly what Corey and I have been talking about the whole podcast is the risk levels. What do the risk levels mean and how you can interpret them? There are five. I'll give you a little teaser. Uh, So this is from the Storm Prediction Center. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed our weather school. So you've just learned that the Storm Prediction Center has placed your area in a slight risk for severe thunderstorms. This week we're going to talk in depth about the five risk levels and dig into what they really mean. A moderate risk for severe thunderstorms is in effect for portions of southern middle Tennessee, northern Alabama, and northwest Georgia. Strong tornadoes, very large hail, and damaging winds are expected this afternoon into tonight, especially in the red and orange shaded areas. The SPC does an amazing job in monitoring the atmosphere and identifying specific areas of the country where ingredients could come together for damaging weather. They use risk levels to give us a perspective of the intensity of impending severe weather. The five risk levels are marginal, slight, enhanced, moderate, and high. These risk levels are based upon atmospheric conditions that could support the development of severe thunderstorms and tornadoes. The marginal risk is the lowest on the scale, and by definition, a marginal risk states isolated severe thunderstorms possible. Any severe storms are expected to be limited in duration, in coverage, and intensity. Elevated storms could produce winds from 40 to 60 miles per hour and or hail up to one inch in diameter, with a low risk for tornadoes. Next, is the slight risk. This is plotted when scattered severe storms are possible. 
The definition of a slight risk is short-lived and not widespread, isolated, intense storms. The criteria lists one or two tornadoes, reports of strong winds and wind damage, and one-inch hail with isolated two-inch diameter hail. Remember that in a slight risk, they aren't anticipating anything widespread, but a few storms will have the potential to reach severe limits. The third on the list is the enhanced risk, where numerous severe thunderstorms are possible. By definition, the enhanced risk states more persistent and or widespread storms with a few intense storms. This criteria lists a few tornadoes, several reports of wind damage, and hail from one to two inches in diameter. Moving up the scale, next is the moderate risk. Now we're getting into the area of possible severe weather outbreak. The definition of a moderate risk area is widespread severe storms likely, and it's defined as long-lived, widespread, and intense. The criteria reads strong tornadoes, widespread wind damage, and destructive hail two inches in diameter or greater. And finally, the high risk. We really don't see high risk hoisted very often, maybe once or twice a year. The high risk states long-lived, very widespread, and particularly dangerous intense storms. The definition of a high risk is tornado outbreak and derecho. Within these risk areas, we might see a black hatched area outlined as well. This hatched area is defined as a 10% or greater probability of a significant severe event occurring within 25 miles of a point. An example of a hatched area would be very large to giant hail or wind gusts in excess of 75 miles per hour. A hatched area could also indicate an intense tornado or two possible as well. The thing we have to realize about a risk area is that not everyone is going to experience a severe storm. As a matter of fact, the risk areas outlined by the SPC are quite large and cover a lot of real estate. But in reality, when severe weather strikes, it doesn't cover that much real estate. So when you get underneath a slight or moderate or even a high risk, be prepared for severe weather, but don't freak out. The SPC sometimes plots these risk areas several days before the actual event occurs. And these risk areas do change the closer we get to the actual event. Sometimes model data will suggest that the atmosphere could really be in turmoil three days out, but the next day they could back off. So the SPC is very cautious on how they place these risk areas and the intensity. The risk areas are plotted first in a series of events that leads up to a potential severe thunderstorm watch or a tornado watch. So, the next time that you hear that your area is in a slight risk or an enhanced risk for severe weather, 
then just pay attention and be aware that rough weather could be coming. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Yeah, so you can automatically tell the moderate risk has widespread numerous severe thunderstorms. So we'll see if that's happening. And a high risk, just go in your, know where your hidey hole is. Sure. <laughs> your safe place, as they say. Basement, no windows, you know, center of your house, no windows. If we ever go into a higher risk, we're going to reiterate what to do for that day and how to prepare for it and what to do and what we think you should do. Even I'll give my opinion on whether you need to get your kids out of school that day because my wife and I have strong opinions on high risk day on rare high risk days. Yeah, and they're so, so rare, right? I mean, like you said, once or twice maybe in a year. Yeah. I think a couple of years we didn't have any. Of course, we didn't have hardly any severe weather that one year. But yeah, it's good. Okay, well, it's time to get to the next segment, which is in other news, and I had one thing. Uh, this uh, I just saw this article. Oceans have just reached the hottest temperature, their hottest temperature on record, as El Nino looms. Uh, it's an mm-hmm. article I had. It was a very long article, but I wrote down some bullet points. Uh, it said in mid March, climatologists have noted that the global sea surface temperatures climbed to a new high. Uh, and since we're looking for El Nino, it could push the world past the... Okay, now I'm skipping around. Uh, it didn't say what the temperatures were. I thought that. But it, anyway, because the, uh, the ocean temperatures will vary. La, La Nina is cooler. El Nino is warmer. So uh, it could be... Big. Uh, climatologist Daniel Swain said, Right now the atmosphere and the ocean are both in sync and screaming an El Nino rapid development over the next couple of months. And some models predict it could reach a what they call a super strength, while other model, models say, yeah, it's going to be more moderate. But it could push the world past the 1.5 degree centigrade of warming for the first time ever. And what that means is, uh, the definition is, if we breach the 1.5 degree centigrade threshold, then we could expect extreme flooding, <clears throat> excuse me, drought, wildfires, much stronger cyclones, and a fi- faster ice sheet melt. So that means Antarctica. Is there any ice left in Ar- in the Arctic? It doesn't seem that way. I, I don't know. I haven't heard. All I hear is Antarctica now. Yeah. Um, so it, they're also predicting we will probably have in 2024 the warmest year on record. And El Nino can also cause catastrophic... It's sp- funny how that happens every year. The warmest year. I know year. it does. There's a reason for that. Uh, I thought this was interesting. I've never heard this before. El Nino can actually cause catastrophic coral reef bleaching. Have you heard of that? I've heard of bleaching of the reefs, but I didn't know it was an El Nino thing. Yeah, they say when the water gets so warm and really, really warm that the coral emits and lets go of their algae. Yeah. So it's not green anymore and then they're just white. And that's what they they and they kind of they don't die off but they're they get kind of hibernation in a way but they turn white. And then they call that bleaching. So when the water cools off, then they can kind of come back to what they I thought that was really fascinating. I don't know. Do you find it you have anything over there? 
Well, we have a newly discovered comet that NASA is talking about right now. Ooh, really? It's called C slash, I guess C means comet. Okay. <laughs> 2023 A3. So it's on its way to the inner solar system and is already grabbing some 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 attention because they're thinking, well, the early estimates, I should say, they're saying it may outshine the brightest stars in the sky and become visible to the naked eye during the daylight hours. Ooh, okay. That would be Wow. They're thinking that's for a brief time in October of 2024, so it's still a year and a half out. Okay. So it's really something to watch. I'm, I'm kind of reading up on it. That would be cool. That's see fascinating. A, see a comet in the day? Yeah. Wow. Of course, our luck would be cloudy, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Worth a shot. Yeah. Fascinating. So. 2023 A3. Yeah, but it's in 2024, and 2024 is also the year of the uh, next uh, uh, solar eclipse. That's a year from now. Eclipse. It's like April April 24th, isn't it? April 24th, 24th, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. Wow. Ooh, I got to go down to Arkansas and watch it. I mean, that's where the totality will be. I was thinking about going to Sykeston. Yeah. You could go there. Yeah. Or Or Lambert's, but they're busy that day. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be crowded everywhere. And this this is a total, right? This is a total. Yep. yep. And the next one's probably for another 8,000 years I'm or something sure. like that. Well, I'm definitely going to this one. And I hope everybody kept your, you know, Eclipse viewing glasses. No. <laughs> yeah. I'll I kept it. mine, so I don't need to go and buy any more. <laughs> I think mom kept hers, too. That's, that's good. Nice. Is that all you have? Um. Uh, yeah, not really. Yeah, I I I love cool hearing thing all your I cool things. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. I yeah. Satellite. Let's uh. Okay. Let's let's might as well just check that drought. Isn't it oh. weird? Yeah, we've had some rain, 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 flooding, flooding, flooding. Yet the western sliver of Southwest Missouri is still in a severe drought. I just remember that because you texted me like last week, and or that something. was the last week's drought. Yeah, it's still there today for for this past week. So, oh but, my but now gosh. there's some area, other areas to our north that's popping up as a normally dry. So that's just weird that we've had all this rain. How many? How much rain have we had? Did we get in March? Yeah. It, was a, it was quite a bit, right? Uh, on our weather station, you, yeah, it was okay. like 16 inches. Was it 12 to 16? I can't remember. No, uh, I don't think it's that many. Here. Okay, you keep talking while I... I go there. Okay. He's looking up on our ambient weather uh, network. Our Charts and the, graphs. Uh, yeah, it's... It, that, I, 16 for the year. So we had eight. Last I checked, it was like eight for... March. I'm, see, I'm going to have to do this anyway because I need to make the climate report. Oh, I keep, that's right. I keep forgetting that. All right. So our total rain for 8.77 for March. And that's half of what we had all year. Yeah. We're like 16 or something. Yeah. Which is crazy. Uh, the high, hmm. <laughs> the, the monthly high was on the last day of the month. That's when the tornado stuff was there. Yeah. Okay. I like this little thing. 
I kept getting a text that really, really windy day from our weather station that uh, I, I have a threshold where if I get a gust over 30 miles per hour, it sends me a text from our oh yeah from the okay. weather station up on the roof. Mm-hmm. And every time we hit an inch of rain, it sends me a text. <laughs> you have that set up for Miami, too, your dad. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do. <laughs> So, but, but I haven't, that was the day I, I'd never gotten so many wind gust texts before ever. And I just getting them over and over and over again on that day, man, it was crazy. I, I was surprised, uh, because generally when they issue a wind advisory for us, it's especially where, where I'm at, I'm not exactly in a Valley, but I'm kind of down a little bit. I don't get that much wind. I just mm-hmm. don't it, to, except the other day. Oh my gosh! I thought this roof was coming off of this house. Wow! You know, it, it, there's trees next to my house. That I, w- I was sitting down here where it's quiet, you know, composing and stuff. And all of a sudden, the gust would come up. The trees would slap into the house like no. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of the few times we've really got a wind down here. So tomorrow, I'm gonna finish my project. I'm gonna. We got a new outdoor rug. We're gonna put on our patio, and I'm gonna clean up out there, and we're gonna. Plant the tomatoes we bought today. Oh, yeah. It's a little early, but I think we're 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 in good shape, and I'll bring them in if I have to. I'm just gonna put them in some pots. So I'm looking at the forecast all week. I'm not seeing anything. I mean, 37 maybe, but I can bring them in if I have to. Yeah. And they're if it gets cold, they'll start issuing. I mean, they probably already did a freeze warning because people are starting to plant. They'll tell you to cover your plants if you need to. I think they were waiting until April. Yeah. Because in March, they never did. They said, man, there's stuff's trying to grow. But in April, yeah. Which I think is silly because my mom's peonies are coming up. The da- the daffodils are the first ones. They come out mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, and then they're like, they're kind of dumb because they don't realize that a few more freezes are coming and then they all die. <laughs> well, the thing is you have a warm day like today and that makes everybody want to plant things. True. Including me. And sometimes when you have a warm day like today, you have that cold front coming through, you know, like with these storms and then you have super cold air behind it. It's not super cold air this time. I, I think we're going to be safe for time yeah. being yeah. right now. So, well, and again, the average is low sixties and low to mid forties. Exactly. So, so exactly. It, I think we're going to go there. Uh, I, I'm not feeling super cold. Nah. I mean, we're we're already already in April, and yeah. Not saying it can't happen, but I'm just not feeling it. Well, seen, we, we have I've been, seen ice in April before, but. I, yeah, it's I mean not, we're we're going like this. I mean we're all we're we're we're, we're heading up. Progressive and it's almost ninety today. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. <laughs> it felt great. Wow. Uh, well, and I, you, you did not and you did not go disc golfing today. And no. I, and I did not go kayaking today. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm waiting for that day where you guys are gonna grab those kayaks yep. and, and go out there. <laughs> well, we talked about it. We we mentioned it. Well, maybe tomorrow. Who knows what'll happen? Of course we didn't know. For sure on the timing of the storms today, so or tomorrow. I mean, oh. so. Uh, do you know if they still got the gates open? I haven't heard. No, huh? I haven't either. Somebody was asking us that the other day. It's like I don't because they opened five, and then a few days later they opened all ten, and everybody was freaking out. It's Everything been a was going to flood. I bet it's not. I bet they're not. I, I I don't think so. I wish they had a. I wish they had a damn cam. That would be cool. We could get on on our live, like an earth cam. It's a dam. Yeah. 
<laughs> that way we can Sorry. sit and watch them open the gates when they say they're going to open. That would be so cool to have a, a live camera on that thing. I, they probably do. Well, I know they do. They have it. Well, I don't know. I mean, not the one that's publicly accessible. Well, I know people. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're stormed weather. We need to know this stuff. Yeah. We need to to, to broadcast that. Uh, do you know? And do you know uh, if they're going to do the test? It's like remember, it's the first Wednesday of the month. They do the tornado test. Uh, I, they, I hadn't outdoor warning sirens. They test. haven't said they aren't, but usually, if you're going to be in a moderate risk, they're that's not going to happen. They're not going to do it. Yeah. No. no. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll know a lot more tomorrow. Of course, tomorrow's Tuesday. Exactly. Yeah, but it's going to go overnight into Wednesday. Well, it's going to be out of here Wednesday. We think. They probably haven't made that decision yet. It's probably going to be <laughs> sunny and clear. It probably is, like it is last Friday. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's time to get to the last segment then. It's the weather word of the week. And it's time for the weather word of the week. It's a simple word, and I think it has a lot of meaning. So, Corey, what is this week's Stormdar weather? Weather word of the week. Is it is it coalescence? That's it. Coalescence. I just, I just yeah. now looked down, but I forgot about this thing. Yeah, coalescence. So what is coalescence? Coalescence is the merging of water drops into a bigger drop. There you go. They're huh. all coalescing together. Yeah. I thought that was cool. So this would I've probably had some big drops before. I mean some drops are small, like torrential drizzle. <laughs> That's true. We do that. Some drops are as big as saucers, you know? <laughs> You've seen those. Especially when it's like 100 degrees, you get one of these pop storms oh, yeah. come up. Right. It hits your windshield and like you got a saucer plate on your mm-hmm. windshield. It's wild. And that wonderful, that wonderful smell. Remember the name of the spell? It's on t- That's usually what I ask Garen. It's on the tip of my tongue. I love it, though. I, I, I do that with the Hughes' Petricor. Yeah, and the only right. reason I know is because I I uh, quizzed every Hughes kid. <laughs> what is, they thought that was a cool weather word. So Petricor, look that up. Yeah, okay. So you're off tomorrow. I hope you're going to be available at some point. If stuff starts hitting the fan, I'm going to need you to help me out here. We can do it remotely, but... Yeah, we'll um, figure it do out. Do you still have the remote? Can we do? Yeah, we stuff? could probably figure that out too. Okay, well, we'll see. If we get a high risk, you know we are gonna. If we know, get a high risk, we'll probably do a little prepper live shot before anything happens. I would think. Oh yeah, so we high gotta, risk is big. Yeah, that's it. Well, moderate moderate risk isn't anything to to sneeze no, at. But yeah, know, we'll see. We'll I'm see just what looking, happens. I'm just looking at the hatched areas because see a lot of this is is hatched. Oh and my gosh, the whole area is hatched. Did you see entire that? state of Missouri is hatched. That's a big hatched area. Yeah, and what we mean by hatched, if you're looking at it, they outline in black and put little like what do you call it? Hatch marks? Is that it? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it's a hatch. They call it hatch. That indicates a potential significant event hail over two inches tornadoes ef3 or you know two or three or higher and uh all of missouri it's just it's just awful i don't know okay i think that about does it you got anything else to add before we kick this in the can nope i don't okay well i think it's time to wrap this thing up then so be sure to look for us on facebook at storm Dark weather like and follow our page and be sure to like and comment on our post to have the 
show up in your newsfeed. I can't talk either. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.